in a society filled with um, a lot of media, a lot of um, social media, we hear a lot of voices. We hear a lot of opinions. We hear a lot of, uh, uh, of enticement as well as um, correction. The question we ask ourselves as we listen to this gospel this morning is, to whom are we listening? You know, on this Mother's Day, it better be our mother. <laughs> I think most of us in this room probably remember the day when we heard her voice and jumped to it right away. <laughs> Uh, even when she stood there with that wooden spoon and said, get back here, it'll be worse. <laughs> we turned around to take it. But, but you know, who, to whom do we listen? There are two passages of Scripture that, that always uh, kind of spark my thoughts on that. Uh, both of them occurred recently. One passage is uh, the, the constant reminder that, that they say to us in the Gospel that Jesus did so many other things that we didn't have enough, to write, enough space to write them down. The other just occurred this week with the conversion of St. Paul when Saul was knocked off his horse and Jesus spoke directly to him. He said, why are you persecuting me? And then they put this little twist in there. This little guy named Ananias is woken by an angel and Jesus sends that angel to speak to him and he, and, and he says, go to the street called Straight and you'll meet this man. And that little action helped Paul, Saul, to become Paul, helped that, that conversion from that persecuting Saul to that baptized preacher, Paul. Now, I wish, and I'm sure that many of us in this room did wish they had written everything down. I know my personal wish is that I wish Christ, I could hear his voice. And I wish that there would be more people in our lives, helping us get on the straight and narrow street to heaven and off the road to perdition. The journey of faith would be a lot easier if we had that, wouldn't it? If everything was just written down and we could, we could just read it, this is what I am to do, or hear that voice, this is what you are to say. Most of what I've written this morning was not what I had written last night at 4 o'clock this morning. It all changed. It really did. It's like awake, and I'm like, why are you waking me up now? But it causes some confusion sometimes. That, you know, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to say? What are we supposed to believe? And it really depends on whose voice we're listening to. Some voices in our lives lead us to hope and joy and goodness. Others lead us to destruction and evil, away from the Lord. You know, imagine if we had all those things, if we had everything written down, if we had all those opportunities to hear the voice of Jesus, how transformed our homes would be, our workplaces, our communities, our world, and yes, even our church. But we can't keep using that as an excuse. We can't keep saying, well, God's not speaking to us anymore. You drive by any United Church of Christ and it's outside on their door. Christ, God is still speaking. <laughs> it's right there. Very clear. You know, because we can't use the excuse that I don't know what he did. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Because Christ gives us great examples. There are some passages in sacred scripture which, into which Jesus is quoted or, or referenced, and he does speak to us. And he had, they had written it down. It's clear direction. 
clear, active direction, plain direction. Just some examples. I am the resurrection of the life. If you eat my body and drink my blood, you will have life. I give you my peace so that your joy may be complete. I'm the vine, you are the branches. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the alpha, the omega. I am the first and the last. I am the gate and my father is the gatekeeper. I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you don't believe me, go home and start reading the Gospels this week. Start with Matthew, go straight through. Very clear that he is the God of gods and that he's given us direction, not only by word, but by example. The way he interacts with the people that he loves and those that didn't love him so much. But the way he interacts with people that come in and out of his life, the love that he showed to them, the patience he had with them, the compassion he gave them, the healing touch, his forgiving words, his promise of hope, his promise of freedom, his promise to justice, they're all written down for us. And they're very clear directions of how we are to live a good and holy and moral life. Often when I talk to uh, people who have left the church and come back or people who are joining us from other denominations, one of the best things they ever say to me, I say, what brought you back or what brought you to us? And it's always they point at one of you and say, because he or she set the example for me. They stayed faithful when they were having difficulty. They stayed faithful when they were ready to walk away. They trust, they hope. All of us are equipped with this knowledge. All of us are equipped with this great example of, uh, and, and, and yet we take a direction that, that splits us into another place. We, we doubt a lot. We question sometimes. We, we want to know why God's not stepping in and showing us the way, the clear way. Why we have to go through the storms and, and the dark valleys of life. Maybe it's because we're just not listening to the right voice. And who are those voices for us in our modern world? The voice for us is sacred scripture. These scriptures that lectors in front of us every, every week read so plainly, so clearly, that we have access to in, in the Holy Scriptures, our own Bibles that sit collecting dust sometimes. Our voices these days are, are the voices of the church. And by the church, I mean those people in the church that are holy. The holy bishops, the holy pastors, the holy priests, religious deacons, brothers and sisters. You know, there are some who have given us a bad, a bad reputation. Who's going to trust you? Who's going to believe you, what you say? But they're out, we're out there. There are people out there every day in our lives who are, who are holy, who allow God to speak through them. And of course, there's always going to be someone who's not. I mean, we just before Mass, we were discussing, you know, even at the uh, at Jesus, you know, here, here comes, you know, the rumors going around the, the crowd. Pilate's about to release this Jesus. Hurry up, everybody, everybody, you know, cheer for Barabbas. And so when Pilate says, who am I to release to you? The, the, they stirred up, that crowd stirred up. No matter where we go, there are always people who are never happy unless they're causing a problem. Unless they're, they're dividing and conquering, or they think they're conquering. 
You know, there are people who stand by after they, that, that in our lives who, who want us to be miserable, as miserable as they are, unhappy as they are, angry as they are. And they stand back and watch us melt away and, and give up on that hope. You know, there's always someone ready to start. We heard it in the first reading. You know, they, they very clear. They said that, um, that's the second reading. It's not going to help me. In that first reading, they said that they incited the women of prominence who were worshipers and the leading men of the city to stir up a persecution against Paul and expel them from the territory. See, we have that everywhere. And again, whose voice? A voice that's leading us to hope or a voice that's leading us to destruction? The voices we hear in our world are not encouraging us to be friends anymore. They're encouraging us to be enemies. Voices that we're hearing in our world right now are, are not asking us to, to unite and become one. They're telling us to divide. They're telling us to live. It's me against you and us against them. They're telling us to distort, distort the truth so that it fits the needs of the time. So that it fits what we want out of life, not what God asks. The voices of this time are telling us to make your own plan and not what God wills. And yet we're so happy to say, and we quote it all the time, the great verse from Jeremiah, God has plans for me, but I don't want to live them. It's time for trust. It's time for us to listen to the right voice, the voice of the shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow. So in these next few weeks, Jesus in the gospel is going to really challenge us to stop this excuse behavior, to turn away from our sins and turn away from what divides us and be faithful to the true call that we work together as one body, one spirit in Christ, to reflect his life in our life. His challenge to us is going to be harsh. It's going to be unsettling. But his invitation is going to really force us to stop being armchair Christians and get out of our pews and live a real Christian life. A life of deeper faith, a life of deeper commitment. It's written. And it has been spoken. And we know the direction in which we must go. We hear many voices. To whom are we really listening?